let's go fishing. When I look at you, I see my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I see men and women called out of the world into the church, a body of believers. We have been given a mandate. When Jesus gave the Great Commission in Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 19 through 20, saying, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And look, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. It's up to us to be the hands, the feet, the arms, the legs, the mind, the heart, the manifestation of Christ in this world. So let's go fishing. I remember the first time I went fishing. I didn't catch nothing but a cold. I was standing in knee high water. I was sick for three days afterwards. I thought I was a big bass. That's B-A-S-S. A big bass fishing. I had live worms as bait. I enjoyed myself, but the fish... They were happier. The fish managed to take my worm off my hook and swim away on a full stomach. Did I mention I didn't catch a single fish that day? What was I doing wrong? As we turn our attention to the Bible, in the book of John, the 21st chapter, verses 2 and 3, then you will find a group of men, seven men having the same problem I had when I went fishing. John, the 21st chapter, verses 2 and 3. Reads, There were together Simon, Peter, and Thomas called Didmas, and Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with you. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night, they caught nothing. I don't feel bad anymore. These men are experienced fishermen. This is their trade, livelihood, and they caught no fish. What are you saying, man of God? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. When the world sinners, other people see you and me, do they see a disciple of Jesus, of Jesus Christ? Do we extend the hand of fellowship? Have you invited someone to church for Sunday service or Bible class? Have you witnessed to someone about this Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who had a mission, secured forgiveness for you, overcoming temptation, death on the cross, and the tomb itself were not enough to fracture God's plan to rescue a lost and dying world? You want to see the hands, the feet, the arms, the leg, the mind, the heart, the manifestation of Christ on display in our daily life. Let's go fishing. Matthew's the fourth chapter, verse 19. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishes of men. First of all, we must surrender our life and follow Jesus Christ. Let's look at that four-letter word in the scripture I just read. Make. M-A-K-E. Matthew, the fourth chapter, 19 verse. And he said unto them, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. 
If we look at the definition of that word, make, it says form something by putting parts together or combining substance, construct, create, to cause something to exist or come about, bring about. That's the word make. If we look at Isaiah, the 64th chapter, verse 8, it says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the power. We are all the work of your hand. Jeremiah 18 and 6. O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this power said the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the power's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. God is the master power, forming, creating us, making us to be disciples, fisher of men. In the flesh, we fish with a fishing pole or a net. In the spiritual, we fish with the Bible and the scriptures in our daily life. Today, I want to go fishing, but not for rainbow trout or catfish or cupid. Louisianians say shoe pit, but it's Jew pit. I left the waiters in the shed. The waiters are those high rubber boots that come up to your hips. Today I come running with beautiful feet. I heard the songwriter say, because of the way I am, no money, no fancy clothes, no fine homes and cars, a lot of people consider me as nothing and say, I don't know what I'm talking about. I agree with that songwriter. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Let's go fishing. Matthew, the fourth chapter, verse 19. And he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fisher of men. Jesus Christ has put together men with different backgrounds, different skills, occupations, different hair colors, height, facial, texture, and just as the potter shapes the clay into pottery, Jesus will mold these individuals into his disciples, and he can do the same to you and me. Let's go fishing. Who is this individual? I'm sorry, who is this individual that says, I want you to be fishing of men in Matthew's the fourth chapter, verses 18 through 20? Who is he? That causes Simon, called Peter, Andrew, James, and John to stop what they are doing and to follow him? Who is he? John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning, with the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And it was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. Not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That the same came from for a witness to bear of light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made of him, and the world knew him not. 
He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name, which was born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. 14 and final verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's go fishing. Who is he that is able to make me into a fisher of men? Isaiah calls him the root of Jesse. Some were sheep without a shepherd, but the Nazareth taught them the word of God and fed them. He is known as the great I am, Jehovah. El Shaddai, God Almighty. El Hume, Supreme. The Master Potter. The Born of Gilead. Wonderful. Counselor. The Prince of Peace. The Carpenter's Son. The Virgin Mary's Infant. He is called the Word. Man of Sorrow. The Light of this World. The Way, the Truth, and the Life. Let's go fishing. Romans, the third chapter, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Who is he? Jesus Christ, a forgiver of sins. Romans, the sixth chapter, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Who is he? Through him. Eternal life is ours. John, the third chapter, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Let's go fishing. Most fishermen will tell you the best time of the day to fish early morning and late evening. The writer in Mark, the 16th chapter, verse 9 wrote, Jesus Christ of Nazareth rose early in the morning after being crucified on the cross at Calvary. Now what prompted him to rise so early? I believe Jesus Christ is going fishing again for lost souls. You don't hear me. Jesus has already caught 12 fish now he is about to reel in this lost, sinful, dying world. When I say he's caught 12 fish, I'm talking about his 12 disciples. It was at the cross, at the cross, where the Savior died for you and me. Matthew, the 27th chapter, verse 50, tells us that while on the cross, Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up the Spirit. Jesus has cast his net of salvation on a lost generation through his crucifixion on Dalitha, which means the place of the skull. After three hours, the time had come, the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent, was split in the middle. Now let's go fishing. Luke, the fifth chapter, verses four through seven. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. And Simon answered, saying unto them, Master, we 
We have talked all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, they called unto their partners, which were in the other ships, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships. Now let's drop down to that ninth verse. Luke, the fifth chapter, the ninth verse. For he was astonished, that Simon Peter, and all that were with him at the drunk of fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. You heard that, how you caught that? He said, From henceforth thou shalt catch men, brothers and sisters. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed follow Jesus Christ. Men and women, men and women of God, whatever it is you're doing, stop and follow Jesus Christ. Let's go fishing. Simon Peter was obedient. He was rewarded with a multitude of fish in their net. But their biggest reward came when they followed Jesus Christ. As believers, we should follow the principles of these scriptures. We, we, we should, why should we go fishing for lost souls? Why should we go fishing for lost souls? When we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts as Lord and Savior of our life, we have rewards in heaven that awaits us. We want others to enjoy in these rewards too. We want others to share in the joy. We want the unsaved to receive salvation. Second John, the first chapter, verse 8. Look to yourself that we lose not those things which we have bought, but that we receive a full reward. First Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 14. If any man's work abide which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Now in the natural, when we say let's go fishing, fishing is hobby. It's a time for relaxation, to relieve some stress. I see men and women fishing every day along the highway and they look like they're enjoying themselves. They look like while they're out there, while they're being out there fishing, they get to bond with their homeboys or that female they're with. You know, and then it's a time to be outside. You're being active. And it's a source of food. For others, it's competitive competition for sorts of income. Spiritually, when we say let's go fishing, we were saying go out into the highways and byways, into the hospitals and into the prisons and tell the world the good news of this gospel, even on our jobs. 
and in school. The scripture says, if we deny him, he also will deny us. We are to let our little light shine before men so that the world will know who we are and who we serve. A mighty God. We serve a God that's too high to go over, too low to go under, and too wide to go around. But some try to slide into heaven on greasy grace. But that's a different topic. The King James Bible was translated in 1611. And it comes with 66 books. 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 books in the New Testament. From Genesis to Revelation, it's God's plan of salvation. Hear me now. Hebrews, the second chapter, the third verse says, who, I'm sorry, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. The glorious plan of God for us is forgiveness, freedom, and future inheritance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The angel spoke to Joseph in the book of Matthew, saying, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus' message of salvation sounds like this. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. His miracles was to demonstrate that salvation affects every area of your life. My life also. Matthew's, the ninth chapter, the fifth verse. Matthew, the ninth chapter, the fifth verse, which is easy to say. Your sins are forgiven. Or to say, arise and walk. See, Jesus suffered and died on the cross. The Son of God tasted death for every man. We are now his brothers and sisters, redeemed by the blood. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you. What I'm saying is Jesus of Nazareth freed us from Satan's power and his death. Hebrews, the second chapter, verses 14 and 15, tells us this. Sin brought death to us all. Satan attempts to control through the power of death, the fear of death. Jesus' resurrection broke the power of death. The scripture says, O death, where thy sting? O grave, where thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews, the second chapter, in the seventh verse. Thou madest him a little lower 
than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hands. Jesus is the high priest of our salvation. Hebrews 2nd chapter, verse 17. He is our appropriation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Romans, the third chapter, verses 24 and 25. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ, that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be appropriation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. No longer will we need the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal salvation. How much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse your conscience from dead works to save the living God? Let's go fishing. Our purpose in life is now to proclaim salvation in the kingdom of God to every person who needs forgiveness. Our ultimate goal is to become like Jesus Christ, to set an example, godly example, in our actions, attitude, and understanding. As Christian soldiers of the cross, we are obligated to deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. The Bible tells us, if you say, surely, we did not know this, does not, I'm sorry, does not, he who weighs the hearts, consider it, he who keeps your soul, does he not know it, and will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Proverbs, the 24th chapter, verses 11 through 12. We are God's watchmen. God told the prophet Ezekiel to sound the warning. He said, there will be those who will not understand and refuse to hear. Now as I take my seat, as we grow into stronger Christians and take up our cross, and desire to live God in Christ, we will suffer persecution. The doubters, the finger pearls, I remember when he did this, I remember when she did this or that. To the fisherman, to the fisherman, to the fisherwoman, to that boy or girl, let us not be weary and well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. For our light afflictions is for the moment. For we walk by faith, not by sight. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verse 58, reminds us, Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. If you will, the Bible is your fishing pool. The scriptures are the bait. Let's go fishing on today.